podcast, Digging, Doubting, and Believing. I'm Lori, and I'm joined today with Tracy and Pastor Michelle. We will be digging into our Bibles today and talking about how its words challenge us, inspire us, and help us to deepen our faith. Today, we're going to be digging into the story of Jesus healing the man born with blindness, found in the book of John, chapter 9, verses 1 through 41. And Pastor, it's your turn to read the gospel, yes. I guess. And it's a long one, so just sit back and enjoy the story. <laughs> As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Then he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. His neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said he was, and others said, no, he just looks like him. But the beggar kept saying, yes, I am the same one. They asked, who healed you? What happened? He told them, the man they called Jesus made mud, spread it over my eyes and told me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash yourself. So I went and washed and now I can see. Where is he now? They asked. I don't know, he replied. Then they took the man who had been blind to the Pharisees because it was on the Sabbath that Jesus had made the mud and healed him. The Pharisees asked the man all about it, so he told them, he put the mud over my eyes and when I washed it away, I could see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man Jesus is not from God for he is working on the Sabbath. Others said, but how could an ordinary sinner do such miraculous signs? So there was a deep division of opinion among them. Then the Pharisees again questioned the man who had been blind and demanded, What's your opinion about this man who healed you? The man replied, I think he must be a prophet. The Jewish leaders still refused to believe the man had, the man had been blind and could now see, so they called in his parents. They asked them, is this your son? Was he born blind? If so, how can he now see? His parents replied, we know this is our son and that he was born blind, but we don't know how he can see or who healed him. Ask him, he is old enough to speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who had announced that anyone saying Jesus was the Messiah would be expelled from the synagogue. That's why they said he is old enough, ask him. So for the second time, they called in the man who had been blind and told him, God should get the glory for this because we know this man, Jesus, is a sinner. I don't know whether he is a sinner, the man replied, but I know this, I was blind and now I can see. But what did he do, they asked, how did he heal you? Look, the man exclaimed, I told you once, didn't you listen? Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they cursed him and said, 
you are his disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know God spoke to Moses, but we don't even know where this man comes from. Why, that's very strange, the man replied. He healed my eyes, and yet you don't know where he comes from. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. Ever since the world began, no one has been able to open the eyes of someone born blind. If this man were not from God, he couldn't have done it. You were born a total sinner, they answered. Are you trying to teach us? And they threw him out of the synagogue. When Jesus heard what had happened, he found the man and asked, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered, Who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. You have seen him, Jesus said, and he is speaking to you. Yes, Lord, I believe, the man said, and he worshipped Jesus. Then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind and to show those who think they see that they are blind. Some Pharisees who were standing nearby heard him and asked, are you saying we're blind? If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty, Jesus replied, but you remain guilty because you can see. And that was from the New Living Translation. So. Okay. And no matter what translation we use, it is a wonderful story. Amen. So, again today we'll be looking at things that made us dig into that Bible more, or things that challenged us, or made us think a little deeper, and then try to apply this to our life. So, let's go back. What, what caught your attention here? What challenged you, or made you want to read more? One of the first things that came to mind when I read this was the blind man didn't ask to be healed. That's funny that you say that because that was one of the first things that came to me yeah. too. In many of the mm -hmm. stories, the person wants healing, but in this one, he was he just didn't there. Say, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So that was the first thing that caught my my attention, and um, also that the blind man didn't question Jesus mm -hmm. when he touched him with the mud and, you know, like, what are you doing? Why are you touching me? You know, he just mm -hmm. let Jesus do that, and he followed Jesus' direction to go and wash mm -hmm. afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So even coming out after he washed his the mud off of his eyes, he didn't know who Jesus was truly because he hadn't seen him. Mm -hmm. Jesus was gone. Mm -hmm. when he came He's out. He's not in the story. Yeah. <laughs> and I had read it. As I was digging in, I don't know what, I did some, read some commentaries and, you know, a few of them said that this is the longest section without Jesus mm -hmm. in it. Yeah. And is I that, think it's the longest healing story too. Okay. Yeah. And I also learned that this is called one of the book of, you know, that John's gospel is called the book of signs, which I mm -hmm. didn't know. And yep, you he never calls shaking. it miracles. He always calls right. it signs. Right. You guys are shaking your head. You knew that. That was something new I learned in my reading. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, those signs were things that um, showed the, the power of Jesus and also kind of tried to gear people to who Jesus was. Mm -hmm. Am I right mm -hmm. on that? I mm -hmm. think so. And um, don't signs direct you? 
well, direct your path, right? So that makes sense to me. But you can still get lost even when you have something. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And people did, even though they were still, you know, following Jesus. They still got lost. Yes. We still get lost. Mm-hmm. It was interesting that they think that, um, you know, blindness was caused by sin because how often in our lives do we think when bad things happen that we must have done something to yes. deserve that? Yes. And when you read it here, you think, oh, that's silly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But when it's happening to you, I think that sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we, yeah. we wonder what that. What did I do to deserve this? Yep. Right. How did I anger God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And he talks, um, he, another one is the light versus darkness, which has been kind of a theme mm-hmm. yeah. in John, where Nicodemus. Mm-hmm, that he's and, the light who's come into the world. Yep, and that's one of his I am statements. Yes, I am the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was, see, we've, we've got the same things down today. Mm-hmm. There we go. Well, and I think, too, I, I see him a lot like the, um, the Samaritan woman from last week, that uh, he hears Jesus mm-hmm. and he listens to what he has to say. And then we see a developing understanding and a developing um, discipleship in him. You know, he starts out and he says, I don't know who he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he goes to, he's a prophet. And then he goes to, he's got to be from God. And then as a disciple. I thought one of the commentaries had an interesting way of, of dividing this up and then it, it actually helped me try to apply this more to me was she said it was almost like the scene of a play and that mm-hmm. there were all these scenes and characters and stories and that you know you had um, the the individual who had blindness you have Jesus you have his parents you have the Pharisees and um, the neighbors, the neighbors, and then to, I thought about kind of like what we were just chatting about before we started. Which one are we like? Ah. You know, I think um, Tracy, you had said, well, I kind of thought, you know, I thought about this being this, and I thought you were this, and <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. and what's important is how we feel about ourselves. Which one of those? Well, scenes are, and probably a little bit of all of them. Mm -hmm. The one thing that does convict me as a a church person (laughs) uh, is that, you know, how often are we like the Pharisees that, Mm -hmm. you know, you see something that is unexplainable or you just want to stick with how you've always done it and not be challenged and... Mm-hmm. You know, follow your faith only in one direction when Jesus might be tugging you somewhere else. And yeah. how often do we do that? Yeah. yeah. And I think about how often I'm like the Pharisees is and I and I ask all the wrong questions really to God. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so and then I never get the answer that I want because apparently I'm asking the wrong questions. But I think it's OK to just be asking questions. Yes, it is. Yeah. But I think in that way, mm-hmm. I'm like them. Yeah. Today I heard a definition of tradition, peer pressure from dead people. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Interesting. I've never thought of tradition that way, and I yeah. value tradition, but I right. just thought that I got to chuckle out of that. Yeah. <laughs> that happens in my family, you know. Well, mm-hmm. 
We've always done it this way. We're going to bake and make this food because that's what my mom always did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. I really enjoyed this guy giving it back to the Pharisees, and I was like, you go, blind man. He's gutsy, and he slams the Pharisees for what they should already know. And, you know, of course, then they get a little uppity with him. Um, but I thought of the, the saying, here's mud in your eye. You know, and somehow, you know, did that come from this story? You know, um, a lot, oftentimes people use it as a toast for good health and good fortune. Um, I also saw that, like, in um, British culture, they, it maybe came from, like, horse racing, and the winner throws mud in the eyes of the horses behind them. Um, So it's kind of, to me, I took it as, the blind man kind of throwing it at the Pharisees, yeah. like, here's mud in your eye because... <laughs> I'm the winner. I'm the winner, yeah. and you are, you are not you seeing... Maybe you some mud on your eyes, guys. Or... Right, right. <laughs> so... But I think all of us have been really, you know, what, what Jesus is saying, too, is that we're really blind to the truth, you know? Mm-hmm. We... Um, Kind of, he's talking about that spiritual sight, you know, that isn't it funny that the person who was blind really is the one who could really see the Mm -hmm. truth. And those that had sight, Mm. they didn't really see it. Mm -hmm. And And in John, too, I think it's all about relationships. Mm -hmm. That the ones who can see are the ones who enter into relationship with Christ. And um, the ones who can't see are the ones who choose not to. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, this made me think of um, have faith like a child. Childlike faith um, doesn't have something that muddies the waters. And we as adults, the more we learn and we grow and we try to reason everything out, it just muddies the waters Mm -hmm. and makes it a little bit harder for us to see through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to the truth all the time. Yeah. Well, and what's also interesting here, too, I think, is the Pharisees just don't want to give up. I mean, they're like, mm-hmm. again and again and again, and questioning the man and his parents and neighbors, and, you know, they yep. don't want to just... So was there division, ask. though? You know, it said that there was they were divided, so some of the Pharisees maybe were starting to come along Mm -hmm. and some of them were still stuck in you know we've got to have we are the right ones yeah we believe in Moses Mm -hmm. yeah and see in in John 2 this when you talk about a definition for sin um, so if if belief is a relationship with Jesus it's a verb not a noun and sin destroys relationships. And so that's exactly what happens here is that the Pharisees um, don't realize it, but because they are not entering into relationship with Jesus, they're destroying community. Mm-hmm. You know, they kick the guy out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's what people were fearing, that I would, they would get uh, expelled. The parents, mm-hmm. you know, who really should have, you know, well, we'd like to think that as a parent you would stick up for your child and mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they had so much fear mm-hmm. about being shunned by the Pharisees and being kicked out of the synagogue and 
again, does that happen to us where we, we become fearful of what people will think or what people will say or will mm-hmm. they? I don't think we're going to get kicked. Well, I guess you could get kicked out of a church, but um, not that, but we worry about the acceptance mm-hmm. like yeah. these parents are. You know, yeah. they didn't want to have that stigma of having a son who yeah. was saying these crazy things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the commentaries made this uh, mention of it possibly being parallel to Jesus' story mm-hmm. and being rejected by his own disciples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really makes you think, what am I, mm-hmm. you know, using as my safe mm-hmm. net safety net you know is it jesus or is it something else and i'm i'm steering away from jesus when i'm trying to be like the crowd or mm-hmm. you know go along with something to it. be accepted yeah <laughs> independence yeah yep. mm-hmm. yeah when you ask that question i wanted to say yes mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what i like about this story is though that when Jesus hears that this man has been kicked out of community, he doesn't leave him hanging out there. You know, no. Jesus mm-hmm. comes and comes Jesus back. seeks yeah. him and finds him mm-hmm. and gives him a new community. Right. Um, and I like that that image of Jesus. I mean, it's the same with the disciples. He sought them out, come and see, and he's doing it with this disciple mm-hmm. here too. You know, I'm going to find him and uh, invite him to be part of this new community that I'm building. Yep. And, and he I, does the same for us. Yep. I mean, no matter how, how often that, you know, we're kind of blind to the things that are happening, um, he still always comes back and knocks at our door and says, just come with me and follow me and I'll take care of you. No matter what we do, yeah. um, it's just... And not only take care of you, you connect it back to the... Um, you know, the wedding story mm-hmm. where he changes the water into wine. And it's abundant care. You know, mm-hmm. it's way more than you mm-hmm. possibly could have or need. Yeah. Coming at an unexpected time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. So, mm-hmm. Do you have something else? Um, it brings me back to that First uh, Samuel 1, 7. The Lord does not see as mortals see. They, they look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you, you made mention of that last week, mm-hmm. a verse that you really thought yeah. was beautiful, and it, and it was how Jesus looks mm-hmm. to your inner being and not who you are on the outside. And, mm-hmm. and he, sees, he sees the people for really who they are deep down. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. No kidding. And I also thought about, um, you know, that it's Lent and while we're taping this and how do, you know, how do we kind of connect that? And I think during Lent, you know, we often talk about our Lenten journey and during Lent we kind of think about sometimes, you know, Lent is a time for the reflection of Oh, these were the tough times. These were the struggling times. <laughs> these were the times where I wasn't so good and I, I, need, I need to repent. And these were the times where my faith really struggled. And um, maybe the times where I was blind to the, the truth of 
of what God really was doing with my life. But I think too that then we have to turn that around during Lent as well. And, and I know, Pastor, you had said, well, you don't always have to give things up for Lent. Mm-hmm. You could. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, also thinking about the times when I felt blind, but then I was able to see. And that, um, you know, the, the goodness and the, you know, that, that awesome feeling you have when you've kind of dug yourself out of one of those pits mm-hmm. and you are able to see God's love again. Yeah. Jean, so. I'm kind of, I feel like I'm kind of blind at this point in my life, you know, that I'm trying to learn how to see what God is doing. Um, in my life in particular, I can often see God at work in other people much more easily than I can see God at work in me. and. I, I feel like I'm, you know, kind mm-hmm. of waiting for the mud. <laughs> I kind of feel like that's common, though. Mm-hmm. I think people don't see themselves mm-hmm. the way we think they should. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's a struggle every day. And thank goodness, thank goodness Jesus came and is helping us see that light. And that we have an identity that can never be taken from us. Absolutely. God. Any more notes there, Tracy? No, okay. I don't. Well, I thank don't. you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed our talk about the man who gained his sight, but also he gained a lot more than that. He was able to see more than just the physical things in life. Um, This podcast comes to you from St. John Lutheran Church, located in Alma, Wisconsin. We hope you enjoyed it, and join us next time for Digging, Doubting, and Believing.